When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. back folks to a once again delayed episode this is basically just the delayed episode season um mason's computer is continues to be fucked the the saga with that continues but uh you know since he can't be here to just be excited as fuck for uh the right team winning for once uh we do have our buddy griffin youngs of the tell geez always fucks us up tell it as it is podcast it is the Colorado Avalanche podcast among the THPN family. Griffin, dude, how are you? Uh, heard you had a great night. <laughs> it was Along pretty good. Everyone it was else. a pretty good night, my friend. <laughs> the Colorado Avalanche are Stanley Cup champions. And not even just that, I got to experience the whole thing in Ball Arena with some of my best friends, a, a core memory for the rest of my life. So, yeah, last night was pretty yeah. decent. That has got to be so badass. And um, I don't know if it was Ball that did it. I think it was the um, Tampa's one that had, like, the little – they put, yeah, like, the, the sensors. Did y'all yeah, have that as well, or was it just, like, a big-ass party? It was just the, the – had it on the big-ass screen in the middle on the big Jumbotron. They sold out the entire arena for the yeah, game. As they, as they should. As they yeah. should. Um, man, honestly, you know, uh, set, it, set it off off air. This would be real off the rails. Uh, Griffin, we don't want to waste too much of your time. I'm sure you're still – uh, very amped up and very probably a little dehydrated as we could see, like you got shit little water bottles behind you, just keep oh, yeah. it, keeping it, keeping it together. But man, um, going into this series, you know, uh, Jesus, I already said we were going to talk game game six, but, uh, just going into it, uh, confidence level with your team. I mean, um, I think I felt pretty damn confident for y'all but at the same time you are dealing with the beast that is the tampa bay lightning who has proved time and time again that they will pull a rabbit out of their hat and figure it out yeah i mean this series kind of went almost exactly how i expected it to the most important thing for the abs was to defend their home ice in the first two games which they did and the most important part of this series was vasilevsky versus darcy kemper which in each game was probably the biggest story. Kemper had a bad game, then he had a good game, then he had a bad game and a good game. It just went back and forth all series long. But I, I did feel good coming into this series. If there was ever a team that could beat Tampa, it was this Avalanche team. But I also thought it went vice versa. I thought these were the only, <laughs> I thought these were the only two teams that could possibly beat each other. And we were blessed with, I think, one of the best Stanley Cup final matchups we've seen in a long time. 
Absolutely. Um, honestly, uh, we got like a really fun Cinderella story when it came to Boston versus St. Louis. And since then, I mean, the world has completely changed, but uh, the Stanley Cup has kind of been just uh, kind of not, not that entertaining until this one. This one definitely uh, is going to be a couple like it could be like the Stanley Cup of a decade, maybe multiple decades. It was so fun to watch. Uh, finally, like two real Titans, like the best of the best fighting each other. Right. And like you said, it could have gone, uh, you know, like no one could beat the Avalanche, but the team that could was the Tampa Bay Lightning and then vice versa. Um, you fantastic. I did feel that Tampa Bay um, had some, you know, um, some damage in their armor. It, they they kind of played a little off, but uh you know, we saw it in game – well, game one, really, um, really both teams went back and forth. Game three, they kind of showed that they weren't going to be, you know, uh, they weren't going to be shut out. But um, Darcy Kemper, to, to find a way to, to, like, dial it back in and, like, the courage of your, you know, your coach and, and whoever's decisions really go into this is to keep Darcy Kemper in it and not let it uh, – not lose faith in him. I thought that was fucking brilliant. Even though um, I rode Pavel Frank, who's through fantasy hockey this se- this season, so uh, I had confidence in in him as well. But uh, Darcy Kemper, I felt um, you kind of had to go back to him. One, you know, like one blunder of a game amongst the multiple amazing games he's played was just kind of you know shake it off, try to get back out there. And I'm so happy that they decided to do that and really just instill that confidence in him and help him bounce back with that but man um kale fucking mccarr i'm sure um he's like america's biggest fan right now and i'm not just you know not on any other terms than everyone except for people in like the the limits of tampa bay was just in love with this kid and honestly probably the best nhl player in the league uh <laughs> to win the con Smythe. uh i honestly if you didn't see that shit coming, I don't know what you were watching. He played phenomenal. I said to Mason, um, someone is going to have to like really turn into a superstar uh, to really, you know, prove that Tampa Bay it can be beaten. And I feel like there's a lot, there's a lot of components in your team that did that. But Kale McCarr definitely showed uh, that he is like the next coming of like top end players. And um, what does it feel like to know that, you know, you had a bad season in what, 2006, 2000, I mean, 2017, 2016, 2017. It was only five years ago. The avalanche finished the season with 48 points and were two at that point in time, the worst team ever in the salary cap before the Red Wings passed them oh. a couple of years later, <laughs> they lose the draft lottery and People freak out being like, oh, this is why the draft flyer needs to be changed. They miss out on Nico Heischer and Nolan Patrick and get Kale McCarr, who is on, it's pretty safe to say, a Hall of Fame trajectory at 23 years old. What a week it was for <laughs> Kale McCarr. No, Worst right? Trophy, Stanley Cup, Con Smythe, all within the span of like four days. He's won a Hobie Baker. He finished the runner-up as the Norris last season. He's won a Calder already. This guy's 23 years old, and he is on a war path already and has already taken the mantle as the best defenseman in the NHL. He took out Roman Yossi, his 
number one competitor mm-hmm. for the Norris this season. He beat Victor Hedman, who was third for that award this season, and outplayed him in the final as well. And I think the scariest part is McCarr's not close to his prime. He's not. He's only going to get better. And there are still parts of his game that can be improved, which is terrifying because he does things at a level that other NHL defensemen just can't. No one can move like he can. No one can dominate both ends of the ice like he can. I think one of my favorite parts of these playoffs was people realizing for the first time, like, oh, Kale McCarr is not the best offensive defenseman in the NHL. He's just the best defenseman in the NHL (laughs) because he dominates both ends of the ice. And it was on full display against the Oilers when he was tasked with shutting down Connor McDavid. And he Mm -hmm. did an outstanding job with it. And there is one guy I want to bring up as well, that while McCarr is getting all this credit, the scariest part about the Avalanche's defense is Bo Byram, 21 years old. And in game six, the the cup clinching game, nobody played more at even strength than him. He just turned 21 last week. This kid has been coming off of concussion issues. Mm -hmm. He barely played this season. He has so much more room to grow and it's insane how much he's already being trusted by this coaching staff and how well balanced his game is already. I'd argue his defensive play has come along farther than his offensive play. Like he didn't score a goal in the entire playoffs. He came very close, but he's still getting those big minutes on the biggest possible stage. And it's no secret that Kale McCarr was hurt in game six. His knees were, were not great in that game. That's why he didn't play all that much. Guess who gets the call? It's Bo Byram, mm-hmm. the 21 year old. And so, my message to everyone is while Kale McCarr is rightfully getting the attention he deserves as a Norris winner, Stanley Cup winner, Con Smythe winner, keep your eyes on Bo Byram because this Avalanche defense is only going to get better. No, Griffin, I think you're absolutely right. And, and honestly, like, um, you guys had like a united front in, in, in these playoffs. Um, it wasn't just your top end. It was your depth guys. It was your rookies. It was your, your young talent. And um, I, I love that you brought up Bo Byram. I, I saw you, you, I know you tweeted about it and, and you got, it was getting some good attention. Um, honestly, uh, he was so damn impressive. And the, the fact that he really didn't get a chance to play a lot this year, you know, and then for the coaching staff to have that much faith in them to be like, look, go play your game. We have trust in you. Trust your abilities. You have this. And to just put on a clinic, uh, definitely when he was out there, seemed like one of the best players out there. Definitely the best defenseman out there, uh, especially against – I think you had posted something about him and neck and neck with uh, Hedman. Yeah, it was uh, – I forget exactly who posted, but it was looking at like the micro stats of the mm-hmm. game. He is neck and neck with Victor Hedman in the entire playoffs. And one thing that's kind of been forgotten about since the St. Louis series, he had to come in and replace Sam Gerrard's role mm-hmm. because Sam Gerrard in game three against the Blues broke his sternum and is out for the entire playoffs. And Jack Johnson comes in. But one of the things I talked about at the time was this is a real opportunity for Bo Byram to step into the spotlight and show what he's capable of. And he did. And I love him as a player so much, and I'm so very excited to see his future. But to continue on a point you made earlier about the Avalanche's depth, that's really what pushed this team over the top because you had your McKinnons and Landeskog's doing their part. You had Ranson picking up a ton of points, Kale McCarr doing his thing. Darren Helm was a Bro- phenom. Oh. <laughs> uh, he was a phenom in these playoffs. 
ever since the St. Louis series, he took over games. Logan mm-hmm. O'Connor was brilliant. Andrew Cogliano was an amazing pickup. JT Comfer scored some seriously clutch goals against the Blues. And Andre Burakovsky dealt with a lot of injuries in these playoffs, started slow, had one goal before the, the Tampa Bay series, broke his ankle against the Oilers, mm-hmm. still scores two goals in two games against Tampa, then breaks his thumb as well. But one of the things about this avalanche team is we dealt with a lot of injuries in these playoffs. Never at any point did we have to reach into our AHL squad. It was all guys like we're bringing in Nico Sturm and we're playing Nicholas Aubé Cubell. And we're going to give all the guys that have been waiting for their opportunity a chance, because since after the trade deadline, we had a press box that essentially just has a line of NHL players and a pair of NHL defensemen just ready to go. (laughs) It's a test. Testament to just how well Joe Sackick has built this team. Cause we go back to that Oilers series, the Oilers dealt with injuries as well. They, mm-hmm. they were pulling up rookies. I'm, I'm blanking on some of their names, but they played a guy who hadn't played since like 2016. Wow. They had a, a rookie playing his first NHL game in game four of that series. Never at any point with as many injuries as the abs dealt with, they never had to reach into their system and play their, their key for Sherwoods or their Jason Magnus or anyone like that. No offense to go to guys like that, but Joe Sackick knew what it took to take this team to another level. And he deserves all the credit he gets for building this team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, it also shows like the dedication of the player itself, like not giving in like, yes, I am hurt. And, you know, they're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Can you, can you go on? And if they, if you believe in yourself that you can, we have no problem. You know, you're going to, you're going to play yourself out of the spot. If you keep playing good, we don't see a problem with it. And um, it takes a tremendous amount of heart for them to do that. Um, Man, the, I think it was what Josh Manson's goal overtime goal. If I'm not mistaken, another guy that was just. Yeah. uh, Deadline pickup and took a little bit to find his role in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I think it was a pretty stark adjustment going from expectations in Anaheim to expectations right. in Colorado. Took him a, a couple weeks to really find his role, really to the end of the regular season. Ever since game one against Nashville, he just was a steady guy that knew his role and did his job. Every once in a while had a very bad gaffe, just a, a crazy turnover, but scores at the right times and one of my favorite qualities of a defenseman, you don't really know when he's on the ice, except when he's laying 12 hits a game. Right, and right. Th- this trade deadline, there were, if there was one knock against Joe Sackick in the last couple of years, it's his trade deadlines weren't great. The, mm-hmm. the year we lost to Vegas, the year before we picked up Patrick Nemeth, and he just did not work here. He right, kept getting right. minutes and just was not good. Didn't really make that big splash this year. Arturi Lekkinen, Andrew Cogliano. <laughs> Josh Manson, all significant pieces towards winning that Stanley Cup. And I'm sure you you and your listeners want to pivot to the man himself. Oh, absolutely. Arturi Lekkinen. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, fantastic young guy. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we had like, you know, like a lame duck situation when it comes to like Mark Bergevin and, and the big exodus of, of problems that we've rid ourselves with. But in doing so, we lost uh, a bunch of guys that, you know, are were very near and dear to us. And, and honestly, it was, you know, we only had one year with Corey Perry. You know, now Corey Perry as a Montreal Canadian, we, we grew to love him. Um, I hate the Tampa Bay Lightning with an absolute fucking passion. Um, but I still did, you know, 
feel for Corey Perry. I mean, it's got to be tough, you know, three in a row. But Arturi Lekkinen, we've had years with him. We, you know, we knew what he was capable of. And and there's a lot of, you know, the Habs community is is in kind of turmoil. You know, like you're so excited for him. And then you got the people that are going back. And it's like, why didn't we see this type of shit? And it's like, it was there. And honestly, one of our biggest issues is that we can't develop for, for shit or we couldn't. And that was not stuff that he that was developed under the Mark Bergevin era. That was shit that he already knew. And we just didn't know how to in, like input him into in a role that would work for him. And I'm so happy that he was able to find something with you guys and really be a difference maker. Honestly, I just felt it. I lucky Lekkonen is going to fucking, he's a big time goal scorer. He's going to be there when it matters. And he definitely like, it was almost like redemption for the Montreal Canadian fans. He scores the game winning goal. And you guys just honestly just put on a fucking clinic after that and just, just hold your own. But um, for lucky to do that two times in a row was just kind of fantastic for us. It, it really just made us, you know, me personally, I'm sure Mason as well, but a lot of the Habs people on Twitter were just like, I can't believe he's done this. Like, I can't believe like, through all the adversity and and you know like just trying to find himself find his role in this league he goes to a team where he can actually excel and that you know that offensive side of him that that playmaking side can really grow again and i mean look what he does you guys are fucking celebrating instead of being worried about a, a tuesday night uh game seven you know where honestly it can go winner take all at that point i'm so happy that y'all didn't let it go to seven i'm happy you closed it out in tampa so that the fans could be right there in front of it and and just soak it all in that the better team won i'm being a bit petty man but griffin it's it's i don't know i feel like uh colin robinson off of fucking uh, what we are in the shadows. Like I'm just absorbing all the sufferings from the Tampa fans. Oh, it has definitely been a sight to see for sure. Cause they, I think they all forgot how to lose over in Tampa Bay and forgot what it's like. But going back to what you said about Arturi Lekkinen, I adore this guy. In the weeks leading up to the trade deadline, the moment I heard a rumor that he was available, I was on my show every episode campaigning for this guy. <laughs> I loved Arturi Lekkinen in Montreal. He was easily my favorite player of any half. And I said, I don't care what the price is. You get this guy and bring him here. You will not regret it. He is just another version of found the choose. You plug him into the lineup, you pair him, which they did at several points in the playoffs. That is one of the most lethal defensive duos you would have on this team. And the trade itself, Baron in a second, I think is a great deal for both sides. Obviously you get Colorado's perspective. You get Lekkinen, big time goal scorer, great two-way player scores, the Western conference final overtime winner for the second year in a row scores, the Stanley cup winning goal already that trades <laughs> worth alone. And he's an RFA. You're going to bring him back and he's going to be a significant part of this team for years to come for the Habs. Justin Barron's going to be a great player. Mm-hmm. That is a great pickup for them and a rebuilding team because they're before the trade deadline, when our defense was suffering a bit, there was some conversation that maybe we should bring Justin Barron up here and see what he's got. Cause he's close mm-hmm. and he is almost to the point where he is above the level that he's at right now in the AHL. You guys are getting a stud in Justin Barron. So 
it's a deal that while the Avs are reaping the benefits of it right now and probably will for years to come, the Habs got a player in Justin yeah. Barron that is definitely going to help that rebuild along. Another great thing about our Terry Lekkonen, he's going to get a team-friendly deal and he's going to fucking take it because the kid just wants to be somewhere that's going to accept him, you know, and, and for him, for his game to, to you know, like just honestly like – bring longevity to his game in this national league. And it, I feel like, honestly, he's getting his first chance to like actually be that type of player. So this is, this is big for y'all. He's going to sign something like super team friendly and y'all are just going to be like, you know, moving forward with, with a guy that, you know, exactly what to get out of him. You know, he's going to be there when you need him, honestly, and um, still absolutely capable of getting the job done. Um, look, man, I don't want to hold your time up too much further, but I know on Sunday you probably didn't get a chance to watch the uh, – uh, I'm now blanking on it, but uh, ESPN's 30 for 30 finally dropped. I actually, I actually was able to watch that today, the, the couple hours before. Really? Okay, awesome, because I was like, they probably didn't get a chance to watch it. Honestly, I didn't watch it Sunday. I'm finishing it up today, probably after I'm done editing. When I'm going to sleep, I'll be finishing it off. Uh, fantastic. Um, I – it's just awesome. It's like uh, you, you win the Stanley Cup and then you get to go home or before the Stanley Cup, it's kind of hyping you up and you get a chance to watch uh, a piece of avalanche history. Uh, it's been fantastic so far. I love the the insight of, of you know, the back and forth. They've, they've brought on some of the greater guys from it uh, to really talk. But it's it's been really cool. Honestly, seeing Joe Sackett, um, when they show him in the box, he kind of seems a lot older than he does in, in the camera. And I'm sure it's a little bit of the makeup, but I was like, damn, Joe Sackett looks still pretty fucking young. <laughs> like, he he but, uh, looks like he can still get out on the ice. Like he is in, probably could. In, probably could to an extent. <laughs> but man, uh, the Avalanche have an absolute unit ahead of them. Uh, I'm sure, you know, obviously you win the Stanley Cup, there are going to be some guys that move on because they're going to be you know, getting a lot more money than I, I don't want to say than they're worth, but they they've been there, especially like people like uh, Nazem Kadri, whether or not he stays or not. Um, there's going to be some guys that get that get definitely a little inflated uh, just because of that. But uh, nonetheless, you have a great core of young talent coming up. Um, and we've seen, you know, fuck, dude, like I can't believe that Bo Byram and uh, Kale McCarr are that young and they're already that explosive and that noticeable. Uh, I know you said, you know, you, you don't want to notice them, but these kids are like noticeable for the right reasons. Like it's unbelievable yeah. how good they are. The, but for um, those two, it's impossible to not notice them. <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's really fun watching them. Uh, this, this group coming in, you know, uh, we're getting older and stuff like that, but these, these kids have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then to take on someone like Vasilevsky and and be victorious, it's 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 got to be amazing feeling for them and, and absolutely boost like you know whatever plateau they might have been in or whatever ceiling they thought they had. It's it's got to be fantastic. I don't see this team going away anytime soon. I don't think they're going anywhere for a long, long <laughs> time. The the even with the McKinnon contract coming up after next season. You have Eric Johnson coming up, his $6 million coming off the books that season as well. That frees up essentially double McKinnon's contract right now. And when you have Joe Sackick at the helm, it's really hard to worry about the future because you know you're in good hands and you know he's going to make the right calls. Even with the guys we talked about earlier potentially leaving, Nazem Kadri, Andre Burakovsky, Josh Manson, like 
those guys could still all leave. And I would still trust Joe Sackick to bring in the right replacements and bring mm-hmm. in the right guys. And, you know, losing Nazem Kadri would be tough just because of how beloved he is here in Colorado. Andre Burakovsky is my favorite player of all time. He's been ever since, ever since day one of his career, he's been my favorite <laughs> player in Washington and everything comes to my other team in Colorado. So I've been very fortunate with him. If this is the end for Burakovsky on my teams, it's hard to imagine a better ending. He scores the winner in game one, which sent me into hysterics. He wins his, <laughs> he wins his second Stanley cup. If this is the end for him, he has, has a great blessing. ride. <laughs> it was a great ride. He has my blessing. I'll retire the jersey I've got over there right next to his caps one. Hell yeah. Well, Griffin, man, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on and taking, uh, you know, your time. I know you're out in Col- uh, Colorado right now celebrating and all that. Um, but, man, I just I just want to once again, you know, thank you all so much for uh, taking some time to talk to us. And uh, we always leave the end of the, uh, the interview with you guys to – give you a couple minutes to really promote yourselves. If, if there's anything you want to promote, um, the, the floor is yours, you know. I appreciate it. So uh, if you guys want, please come check us out at the Teledabs of this podcast. Um, we just released our obviously biggest episode ever <laughs> with the Stanley Cup clinching episode just last night. Uh, it was a ton of fun to record. Shout out to my co-host, Christian Bollet. He's been uh, an excellent addition to the show this season. This whole experience and journey with the both of us has been a ton of fun. Uh, We're going to be releasing a shirt here in the next coming days. Uh, If you're not up to date on uh, Avalanche lore, uh, Jared Bednar was called a Ken Dahl coach by one of the uh, journalists here, which is very strange. After we lost one game to St. Louis, by Mm -hmm. the way, our first loss out of four in the playoffs. So we are releasing a shirt of Jared Bednar as a Kendall lifting the Stanley cup that will be dropping on Wednesday. You can check that out at denvernosebleeds.com, which is the blog that Christian runs. But again, that's the tell dabs this podcast, wherever you guys get your hockey podcast, we will have a follow-up episode after the parade, which we will hopefully be in the right state of mind to record. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. We'll see where the, we'll see where that goes with that. But once we get back to our normal schedule, Monday, uh, our schedule will go back to normal with new episodes every Monday and Thursday morning. But uh, again, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Problem, Griffin. Uh, yeah, man. I hope you guys stay safe. Uh, I'm sure. Look, I'm just gonna let you know some of the best episodes ever recorded were were done so pretty inebriated. So I think you guys are gonna do fantastic. If you feel too messed up, let it ride. Edit the next day. It's probably golden. <laughs> I have faith in y'all. You'll have a great podcast. But man, it's been an absolute pleasure having y'all on. I haven't met uh, Christian yet, but I'm sure uh, one day oh, we will get along on sometime. Um, yeah, we've got to do this again. Yes, back and forth, uh, whether it's here or there. Uh, you know, we would love to have you guys on again, and we would love to be a guest on your show. But, man, it's been an absolute pleasure, and thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No problem, buddy. Take care. Thank you. I hope you guys really enjoyed our guest, uh, Griffin, and his co-host, Christian, of the Tell It As It Is podcast has really uh, blown up. And, uh, obviously, with the winning of the Stanley Cup, it's it's only going to skyrocket from there. Hopefully, we can do a lot a lot more things in the future. But, uh, folks, you know, as always, this this podcast, this episode is always sponsored by DraftKings, uh, our number one fucking fans. But, you know, we're, I'm going to have to go a little off the cuff because uh, the Stanley Cup's over. So, uh, anyway, hockey fans, uh, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is over. The 
Colorado Avalanche are victorious, beat the sinister Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, and if you were smart, you would have bet using DraftKings uh, new customers. And if you didn't, you know, this is for future reference, but new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's always win or lose. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs or, I don't know, football's coming up, you got MMA coming up, the world is yours, baseball. Uh, but with DraftKings same game parlays or DraftKings fantasy, uh, you can do just that. In this case, uh, you can create your own parlays by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, who gets knocked out, and more. It's your shot and an even bigger payout. Excuse me. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Y'all remember, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, about $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Fuck, did I mess that up? Anyway, folks, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I normally would put that ad read in the middle, but I really didn't want to mess up uh, me and Griffin's back and forth. But uh, it's a bit of a shorter one, I guess. Uh, we did really miss Mason. Um, Mason's doing his best to get his audio sorted out for us. So we can continue with our Habs topics. We got a couple of rumors stirring right now, but let's save them for the Thursday episode. Um, but anyway, folks, this has been Habs Nightly. Thank you all so much for listening, and we can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.